everyone. This is the Indie Basketball Podcast. This is where Indie Rock meets the NBA's finest. And today we are doing another little ISO ball. We're going one-on-one. We got a conversation with Nick Thorbird, aka Nick Diamonds. You got many a name. I don't know. I don't know what you prefer to go by. Uh, but he's a member of Mr. Heavenly Islands and the Unicorns, among many other bands. Thanks for having me. And um, you can call me whatever you damn well please. I, I, uh, <laughs> all those sound fine. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I, I mean, I had to have you on, like, especially, you know, I had Joe Plummer on uh, a couple months ago and he was singing, singing your praises as being a huge Hoops fan. So I knew I had to get you on as well. It seems like everyone in Mr. Heavenly is is into basketball. Yeah. I heard that ep- episode. That was great. Um, Ryan is definitely of all of us, I think he's the biggest, um, oh, dang. Okay. the biggest hoops fan. So if, if you want to complete the the trilogy, definitely get yeah. him, um, after, cause he's, he's the guy, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I grew up loving basketball and then took a long, uh, rum springer from it, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm back in a, in a, in a big way for me. Like I, I don't, I only have so much bandwidth, but, uh, but, you know, I'm sure some people would still call me a casual online, but I, <laughs> I, but I love the, I love the damn sport and I don't like any other sports. So this yeah. Is- okay. Yeah. I mean, like same here, to be honest, like, you know, I, I love watching basketball. I do not know all everything about it, you know, but I know my yeah. bulls. I know I like the culture of it all and it's, yeah, it's awesome. Um, but I will, I will, I do have to say, yeah, I definitely will get on Ryan to, to complete that trio. Um, I do have to say also having on is great because I did, um, I don't know if you've seen, you've seen the Instagram stuff with all the, the name mashups. Yeah. You, you had one of the few that I've ever made where I didn't have to change anything. Cause I did the unicorns using Przingis. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It's classic. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, as I mentioned, talking with Joe and Miss, Mr. Heavenly, I know he mentioned, you know, talking, we'll talk a little music first mentioned, uh, Mr. Heavenly might be, you might be getting back and, and playing some new stuff. Are you guys working at working on any new music? Um, collectively not yet, but yeah. we're, 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 um, warming up the engines. We, we've moved kind of in six year intervals. We're like cicadas or something, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we, I've, I've got little ideas and little songs that might work. And I think for this one, we just kind of want to like, just kind of like feel it out. We, we usually do that in a, some way kind of jam it out, but just want to get something kind of, kind of looking for something different. I started taking guitar lessons. Um, even though I've played guitar for 25 <laughs> years or something, I, uh, started taking guitar lessons this year. I'm j- I was just getting a little bored of the same kind of, same kind of thing. So, so hopefully we can inject some, something fresh into it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, you guys kind of check in with each other regularly. And I mean, if all three of you guys, uh, love basketball, I'm sure that's top of conversation every now and then. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, and we've, that's kind of like a thing too. Uh, definitely with Ryan and I, cause Ryan lives in LA as well. We'll mm-hmm. watch, we'll watch basketball and we'll check in. He's a Sixers guy. So, okay. 
we'll uh we'll check in and you know he's been trusting the process for <laughs> many years now i'm hoping he gets a Get some it'll be a, it'll be a good time to check in with him then because <laughs> six years after after this past uh, trade deadline look quite exciting look good yeah looks like they got they got a good rapport yeah and so with mr heavenly one thing uh i've definitely all been, always been curious is how exactly did michael sarah get into the fold touring with them um michael is a dear dear friend of mine um just a good a good good egg and mm-hmm. um we, I was mo- sort of moving to LA when we started right after we recorded our album, the, that sure. first Mr. Heavenly record for sub pop called out of love. And, um, Michael's an amazing musician too. And, uh, that's kind of how we met. I was doing, um, a benefit for eight to six, uh, which is like a McSweeney's, uh, uh, to it, like, a what do you call it? A tutoring program for, okay. for, for kids, uh, in California. And I did a, a benefit, uh, for that back in 2006. And I was the musical guest and Michael was the host. And I brought a guitar that was just going crazy out of tune. And, um, Michael just happened to bring his guitar. Michael loves to just jam and like play mm-hmm. the, you know, play the classics. Um, which is one of the reasons I'm learning guitar, taking guitar lessons again is to be able to do that kind of stuff. Cause I work yeah. in a very sort of solipsistic mode where I just kind of play my own songs. I don't have like the repertoire down, mm-hmm. but anyway, so Michael Hat brought his guitar and mine kept like shooting out of tune. Cause I had just flown into LA. I was living in Montreal at the time. And, um, and he lent me his guitar and we just, and you know, he, he'd been down with um, the unicorns and that kind of thing. And I was a fan of his. And so we, we became, we started talking and became friends. We had a lot in common. And, um, and then when I was moving to LA, we needed a bass player. And so I just, yeah. as a lark, just asked him, cause I know he's like a really good player and uh, he was down and it was just like a funny it was, it just seemed like kind of a funny thing, but, but like an actual good, really good hang. Like so much of being in a band is just liking the person you're with too. You're going to be in a van with them for, you're going to share in a, a hotel room mm-hmm. probably. And so it's just having a good rapport and a good camaraderie. And so that factors into things hugely. And he is such a good hang that, uh, and a great musician. So it was kind of, I didn't, re- I was sort of naive to that first show we played in Seattle, how, uh, how, um, that, that there was like a, that there was like a, a noise about it. It, it I was stupidly like oblivious to, to realizing that it was going to be like a, um, a thing. And, um, but we worked through it and like, we just focused yeah. on the music and playing together. And that's what was, that's what was fun and that's what was serious and important to us and the rest was just noise and so uh it was just kind of a silly silly external thing but we had we had like such a great time with that that's awesome yes yeah it sounds like a fun time did he ever like uh i mean i know he toured with you guys but you ever like you know play any any tracks outside of that or did you ever like when you were recording stuff did he ever hop in we never got to record unfortunately with Mike, but he, but we had a show in Germany where, where we kind of, 
I forget what happened, but he went up and did um, Uncle Albert uh, from McCartney, from whatever, from Ram, I think, Paul McCartney's Ram, and just like played it and sang with with our fill-in. Joe couldn't make that trip to Europe. But uh, and then there was a it was a time in um Austin we did a he came and did an encore because we we only had one record and so when we had to like when there was a demand for an encore we were kind of like well what do we do we don't really have extra songs so for that one encore in Austin um I think we did a Daniel Johnson song for the for oh, awesome. to, the tribute to Austin yeah. and then um and then he did one of his Michael's own because it was kind of like well you're up here, you know, let's, let's put, put a little shine on, on yourself. So show them what you got. You're not just a pretty face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess he's not the biggest basketball fan or am I wrong about that? He's not. I did watch <laughs> the, the 2019, uh, the Raptors, you know, championship uh, run. I did watch, I was in Brooklyn for one of those playoff games and did yeah. force him to turn it on. <laughs> But he's, you know, he's Toronto, he's Brampton, so so he can like bandwagon. Everyone was ready sure. to bandwagon that year. So I mean, yeah, with with the Raptors, like it's it's a, the unfortunate thing, especially even with baseball too. It's like Canada's got one team. We all root for the Raptors. But see, that's what I love about. Yeah, it's a very. It's you get thirty million people who, or yeah. potentially who who care, and it really galv like sort of the whole country sort of rallied behind. It was kind of exciting. And it was an, it was kind of an advantage for that. Yeah. Like that, the boost, you know, even like I, I, you know, talking with Harry, he's in Australia and like it, you only, you get the international kind of crowd too. It's like, cause they kind of relate to being kind of like, I guess the outsider of the NBA. Right. But do, do, do they just go for like Ben Simmons and Patty Mills and that kind of, Oh no, no. <laughs> They, they, it's yeah it's not like i only like australian basketball players because okay. that's that's canada's annoying oh sure team canada has really stepped it up in the past you know decade it's crazy dude i grew up i grew up loving basketball like wanted to play in the nba yeah um my mom was like very quickly i was 10 or something my mom <laughs> It was like that's not going to happen. <laughs> we didn't have a team at that time, and yeah. so I think those teams coming in Vancouver Grizzlies and the Raptors just like motivated a group of kids and a generation that following generation that just grew up having having that that uh, team and or those teams and basketball in the in Canada just exploded. Yeah. But when I was a kid, it was it was kind of a it was kind of an underground sort of thing. And I got into it through a gym teacher in uh, like fourth or fifth grade mm-hmm. and just got so hooked on it and yeah. wanted, want, just was like obsessed with basketball. The Spurs were my team. David Robinson okay. my, was Hell my yeah. that, that was a, that was a good time. I mean, like I was going to, yeah. I was going to ask like Raptors weren't a thing yet. I mean, when you, when you were growing up, so like um, yeah. So Spurs were your team. There's a, this was obviously yeah. pre Duncan's so was like David Robinson. Who else was, I'm trying to think who else was on that era. Dude, I'm blanking. I don't know, I know. <laughs> but it was Robinson and, and, you know, they never made it while, while I was watching, they never made it. I think they made it to the finals once, but they never won. And then after I sort of fell off, I felt, I found punk and music. Yeah. 
stuff. I basketball was like anathema to that. It was like this. Yeah. This, yeah. You almost get uh, ostracized a little for any sort of like sports favoritism in in that scene sometimes. Yeah, which is interesting that you're, um, that you're doing, that you're. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. Cool. <laughs> what I've found is like you know you can like one thing you can like the other thing but like if you like both of them you're gonna love it you're gonna like it like especially hard it's a cool venn diagram yeah when you find people that like that are musicians that like basketball it's always a fun and that yeah as i've i've been talking to people you know it seems like the list keeps growing and it's it's you know it seems like that i've i've come to the consensus that whenever people tour and they're like they're like the guy in their band who likes basketball and like usually yeah. they they find someone on tour who's like you're the basketball guy like let's talk right are there like uh you know in touring are there any bands who like you know you found that connection with outside of you know mr heavenly because you've been lucky to have that well in islands my main band um adam uh islands drummer um he's a denver nuggets fan and he's like die hard so we can like chop it up with about basketball forever yeah. and then our tour our go-to tour manager who's kind of like a spiritual member chris he's a sixers guy um he's from philly mm-hmm. so so that's that's um that's like three in in the traveling party of islands right there where we can like get into basketball and watch yeah, your go-to yeah so it's cool it's like I've, I've managed to surround myself musically with people that are right. That are paying attention. You, so you said you kind of took a break in, in following is that that's when you got kind of into punk scene and all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess I was like four, you know, 13, 14, 15. Sure. I was getting, I was getting into like alternative comics and like, yeah. uh, you know, music. Yeah. And it's, I, it's- cut i didn't make the ninth grade basketball team feel that man feel that this yeah (laughs) i feel like that is like that is like kind of a turn where it's like you get spurned and you're like i'm turning to something else screw this yeah totally yeah i got san antonio spurned and i was like fuck (laughs) and that was 95 so that's when i was like i'm not a sports i'm not athletic i'm not um you know i'm not a jock so it's like i guess i gotta find my tribe and that was in the that was in music i guess yeah yeah i I feel especially wasted because i'm six five so i feel like yeah so i feel like it's like i I still love playing basketball but i recognize that i'm completely out of shape and not very good at it so um yeah it's it's always it was tough to realize that but uh have you have you, you yourself tried to play at all recently I play, I played every week, sometimes twice a week for, um, for 11 or 12 years. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I'm not great, but, uh, sure. or even good, let's say, let's be honest, but, uh, I love the shit out of playing. Um, and that was kind of my way into getting back into it was coming to LA. I played a little when I lived in Brooklyn. Um, but I got more serious into like organized playing, uh, organized pickup games basically like same people come and we shoot for teams and then we play um and that's just been a big part of my life 
in LA, it's like a really good crew of, of people and, um, and some musicians and some comedians and actors and, mm-hmm. and writers and just like that kind of thing. Um, and just good, like just good, good camaraderie, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And definitely. Exercise, creative, a creative form of exercise. You just can't. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every time, you know, you, you play pickup, especially if there's like, if you're playing for a good chunk of several hours, it's by the end of, of that session, you're like, you kind of like feel like, you know, these dudes a little better and yeah, it's always a, Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've built really good friendships through, through basketball. Some, some, a couple of my closest friends now I met through, through basketball. So it's awesome. It's a really, uh, can't say enough good stuff about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start kind of picking up watching again, paying attention? You know, I'm going to sound bandwagon-esque. Uh, I'm going to sound a little like a teenage fan club, but um, I picked it up really in earnest. In I would always watch playoff basketball, but mm-hmm. in 2018, the 2018-2019 season, the year before Raptors won the championship, I was like more invested in it. And totally. uh started just getting into it and the Raptors had been good for a while. And, and um, I, ju- I think we're just got Kawhi the next year, but yeah, uh, I'd started to like basically plugged in that year. And then 2019, 20, I was like all in, you know, watching every game. So I was kind of a, I'm kind of a new con- like born again, uh, yeah. fan, you know? Well, it's especially nice knowing that like, you didn't have a team when you were a kid and now it's like, Oh, I'm back, dude. I got my, I have my team. I know. And they were waiting for me. And I don't like that nationalist sort of pride. And I, and I almost think even just having a team, there's a sort of like jingoism to it that I don't fully love, but it's a good way in. Like you like basketball and, and you find a team and then through that team, you meet the players and then players get traded and then you get a, bigger sense of scale and yeah and um get it's that's you kind of your way in is through that sort of sort of you know boring sports like thing that i always sort of bristled at you know just yeah. like that sort of super bowl kind of brain but right yeah but, uh but I, I can't help being like a raptors yeah i guess i'm just i'm, I'm in i'm in the tank <laughs> you know i mean Say what you will, you know, with, with Drake and everything, but he brought a lot of life back into that team. He did. Yeah. There's your guy. That's your, that's your white whale. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'd whale. say also like very well known would be like Win Butler and like, yeah, Win Butler was in the all-star game. Like he got he to play MVP. in the all-star game. He was MVP of the all-star yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. He had as, he had as many points as Tracy McGrady. <laughs> did he? Shit. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I knew, you know, I knew when I would play with Win in Montreal, like a little bit, but yeah. he played, he played college ball. Like he's, he's legit. Yeah. And he's, he's pretty tall too, right? He is, I think six, maybe six, six, but he might be tall. He might be six, seven, six, eight. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'd, I'm sure he'd have a lot to say if you could. Yeah. Get him. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, this current Raptor season, how are you feeling about the team? 
I mean, God, they're so streaky. They'll have these huge blowout wins and then these huge blowout losses the next night. And yeah, it feels uh, unsteady to say the least, but Toronto had such a weird, like that COVID run when they were in Tampa mm-hmm. and then they haven't had people. I got to go, I played Toronto. I played a, a show in December uh, on tour with islands and, and uh, Adam islands drummer and Chris tour manager and a friend of mine in Toronto, we went to uh, we went to a game and it was really fun, but it was OKC and they lost by a, they lost at the buzzer and it was this like heartbreaking loss and it was just like nah. are you losing anyway whatever but uh but it was but it was great to see a game um but yeah they've been they've been you know they've been through the ringer with, with the last couple of years with covid and right and uh after yeah after that december show they had no audience until tonight is the yeah first true night they've had audience so um but whatever i they're, they're still fun to watch and like mm-hmm. uh, I I mean, like, freddie's exciting yeah that come up is like so cool yeah. the way he's he's just like un, undrafted to all stars yeah. really cool uh really cool narrative and there's a lot of high hopes for scotty barnes he's he's great and he's, he's a like adorable he's ador- <laughs> he seems like a real likable guy yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I'm some Bulls fan, like having DeRozan on the team now, I feel like there's this, and I would say even between Toronto and Chicago as cities, there is this bond between these two cities for some reason that they feel very similar and we root for each other too. Like, I feel like I can't help but root for the Raptors when I can. Yeah, totally. Because they're, you're both not New York. Like (laughs) Toronto is so many the annoying like cliche is like oh it's the new york of canada or it wants to be but it is definitely the chicago of canada you know in so I like many think so yeah yeah there's a definite similarity there it's it's a good connection to have you know so cool yeah i i hope that you know if it comes to playoffs and if you guys are able to make the playoffs i hope we don't have to go head to head because that'll <laughs> be it'll be a tough That'd decision be fun though to see demar you know oh of course that's good. That's good. Good viewing. I was so sad when he got traded, mm-hmm. you know, he was sitting, I think he was in like a Taco Bell parking lot or something on his phone. It was like midnight and he saw that he was yeah. traded. Like that made me so sad that he was, I don't know, that whole thing of just players getting moved around, like I know chess pieces without any agency kind of bums me out. Um, I remember seeing uh, there's the video of Derek Rose getting a call that he was traded. And that shit, that's heartbreaking because he's such a Chicago guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real weird component to it. But I love to see, I love that DeMar is kind of shining in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So he's happy. So that's really And you had Kyle Lowry go to your original team of the Spurs. No, he's in Miami. He is in Miami. You're right. DeMar was on the Spurs. DeMar was on the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. For a minute. He was. For a hot minute. Yeah, yeah uh, for Kawhi, he got Kawhi came right. Kyle's playing great in Miami. Yeah, is he back? I know he had he took some time away. I haven't. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's been out. Um, but that that team's a scary team. The East is such a question mark. I feel like it always has been. You know, the yeah. West seems like it's this solid, like reliable 
ranking, but the East is just like in such flux. And now all the, all the teams are kind of like a block or a a game that stack of like six or eight teams is just kind of like all a game, game or two away from definitely picking the top, top seed, top seed. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good time to kind of move into the, uh, I usually do like a little game where we do musician matchups, but I wanted to mix it up this time because we had a Raptors fan recently and I just, it it felt like it was a good opportunity to mix it up. So Uh this, we're going to try something new. We're going to make a band out of NBA players and we, you know, we'll assign them to, to an instrument, uh, you know, and, and we'll kind of like. (laughs) <laughs> come up with the reason why we justify that and what they're what what they would sound like it's definitely we'll see how this goes but it, um trying something new um so i'm trying to figure out what the best way to do this if we go back and forth or i think why don't we uh, each put our band why don't we each put a band together yeah yeah, yeah. and then okay. have du- duke it out <laughs> yeah um let's let's alternate like one player at a time sounds good just, like we'll form a band so I'll, I'll start first and I I'm going with all bowls players personally. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with Derek Rose just cause like prime Derek Rose really has a soft spot for me. And like, okay. that's like probably the, when I was the most into basketball because I was growing up, I was still a little too young to appreciate Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, yeah. but Derek Rose Wait. was it for me. What's that? Respectfully. You don't have to tell me that. I'm 31. Oh shit. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I remember, I remember the end of, of the Jordan era. Okay. Um, oh yeah. The wizards, his, his, uh, no, no. I remember, I remember the, the Utah jazz, his final game with the bulls. Okay. Um, sorry, the bull, I guess he was on the bullets. No, he was on the wizards, but wizards. Yeah. yeah he was on the wizards. Um, okay. But, okay. Okay. You remember like the, the good stuff. Yeah. 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 I remember the shot. Mm-hmm. But with Derrick Rose, I remember all of that. And um, in his prime season, I feel like the way he played, he kept people on on his toes. Um, he kind of had this like off offbeat rhythm. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick him for my drummer. Whoa. Because he had, he had an interesting rhythm when he played, and I and I will I'll, I'll set the genre of which this band is. This is gonna be a, <laughs> this is gonna be a math rock band. Oh shit. Okay. You're getting technical. Oh yeah. I feel like he, the way he plays is very like he can mess with your time signatures and get into the hoop, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, okay. I'm, I'm picking him for drums. I like it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to make a band that's not so much about the sound as about the visual to me. Like Love it. I want a band that looks fucking weird and cool. So I'm going to start. My first guy is the, he plays on the Thunder. Um, his name is, I don't know if I'm going to say it right. Alexi Pokus. Oh, man. Poku. Pokusevsky. Yeah, Poku. Yeah. Um, and uh, you'll, you'll start to see a theme emerge with my, with my uh, musicians. But he's going to be first. And um, I'm going to put him... I'm going to put him on uh, keyboards. Yeah. And, I feel like you and, can see and, him as keys and vocals. Yeah. He's going to do backup vocals, but sure, I'm not sure. going to reveal the genre until we get a more. <laughs> okay. Focus. I like that. Yeah. That's good. 
Yeah, Pokey definitely has like a. There's that one photo of him at a press conference where he looks like he's like in the in washed out or something. Yeah, he could definitely. He's bringing some some new sounds to the. To yeah, the he's got some synthwave stuff going on or something. Yeah, he's using he's using like a module. He's using like a a, a new kind of one of those like Behringer fake, <laughs> but it's still like modeled on an old synth, so it's sure. going to sound cool, but it's like more accessible and affordable. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. My, the second member of my band, I own, I only did a trio and in, as I kind of plan this out, but you, you can, you can have, you know, you can have broken social scene for all I care if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my bassist, yeah, I'm going with DeMar DeRozan. Um, he knows when to hit his spots. And he hits them hard when he needs to. I, I think the important thing about him is it's all about the negative space. So you, you know he 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 stays quiet when he has to, but when he when he's in, he's so impactful. Whoa, that's, solid. That's my, okay, yeah, that's my justification for that. Okay, it's so philosophical. <laughs> um, I'm going with uh, my next guy is uh, Chris Boucher of the Toronto of the Raptor. Toronto Raptors. Um, he's from Montreal, so he's going to bring some of that kind of Montreal sound that we, uh, that I was a part of that first wave or early wave with, um, the unicorns, my first band who, ca- who mm-hmm. came up in that scene in 2004, he was probably eight years old or something when the <laughs> was, was, uh, starting, but I like to think that. In some in some world, he caught wind of a show, a unicorn show at Salarosa, or maybe a Wolf Parade show or an Arcade Fire show, or possibly even Grimes. You know, a few years later, <laughs> something in that something in that world in that scene kind of caught. He got a piece of. So he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he's gonna, um, I'm gonna put him on guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's gonna have kind of like a Wolf Parade sort of. Uh, Dan Beckner kind of um, angular, jangly, angular, but jangly, jangular. I feel, (laughs) I feel like he is like an angular player. Like, you know, he's pretty angular and he's, (laughs) he's fun to watch. And I'm, again, you're going to see a theme emerge with my guys and I, you can probably already tell they're all going to be. Yeah. uh, I I mean, I love your storytelling so far. It's great. Really. (laughs) You really are building up the, the background of this band really well all right let's let's continue yeah um so my my lead guitarist you know in a math rock band you need someone like if you're especially if you're a math rock trio you need mm. someone who can kind of fill that space and, and really do everything kind of well so mm. you know he's going to be really noodly uh he's going to hit the scales he can he can literally play anything and it's always going to blow your mind that's michael jordan jeez i mean he's super group he's gonna you know he'll hit your finger tapping you know he'll he'll get you the fast scales and stuff um but but in in a trio in a math rock trio so technical you need you need that rock of your guitarist yeah i could see michael jordan getting he's gonna be they're gonna be like well he's the michael jordan of guitar playing yeah you just can do that the hammer-ons and stuff so i'm also just enjoying the visual of michael 
Michael Jordan doing like the tapping on the scales and stuff. And sticking his tongue out. Probably. Yeah, of course. That's in a very like Gene Simmons kind yeah, of Yeah, for the solos. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the band called? Okay, I did not come up with the band name, which I probably should have, but this is um this is tough. I'm gonna have you pick yours while, while I kind of noodle on that. Okay, okay, yeah, noodle on it. Um, okay, well, let's see. Um, okay, next I'm gonna put um ball ball in the mix. I don't know where he plays for now, but his dad was Minute Bull. I think he's kind of he's floated this year. He yeah, has he been waived? Um, I really like him and I love you know, I love Minute because I was that's the era that I was watching basketball. Um, but another tall, gangly guy. Mm-hmm. Um the, the theme of my band is definitely uh, gangly. They're all gangly kind of danglers. Uh, very scrawny, very skinny, very tall. Um, so ball ball, I'm going to put on bass. Um, just because, you know, you're down in the paint when you're that tall. You're just, that's kind of where I think of low end, the baseline, jumper, the baseline. You're, 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 you're on the base, you know. So, so ball ball is, uh, is on, is the bass man. And, um, and then kind of rounding it out is uh, Kevin Durant on uh, on an MPC. He's kind of just kind of like play samples <laughs> and, and drop like snares and, and little like drum samples, but then little like cool vocal samples and just kind of play, play the MPC like an instrument live. Love that. And he's going to have his little, he's going to have a backpack on. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so the group is, I guess, I kind of see it as like goth, but um, but with kind of like a hip hop like break beady thing, sure. which which leads me to the drummer um, Muggsy Bogues. So oh, we're gonna have yes. all these tall, skinny gentlemen, and then Muggsy Bogues at five three, drums, <laughs> who is just uh, who is just you know you, you're not gonna see how small he is because he's sitting, but even sitting. When he's sitting behind the drum kit, he's just going to look completely dwarfed by uh, <laughs> these gargantuan <laughs> tall guys. I feel like and, I could see the album cover. Yeah, they're going to look, they're going to be cool. They're going to yeah. be, a, they're a cool band. And I guess they're called the Tarantulas because mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's probably like going to be the unofficial leader. Um, and, and they're kind of spidery looking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, when you, I think you actually accidentally stumbled upon this, but I kind of loved the name, the gangly danglers, the gangly danglers. Yeah. That could be their, that could be their name. Yeah. Or tarantulas. One of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, but, but I think the sound is going to be cool. I think it's going to be like gothy, but kind of new wavy. It's kind of like a hip hop, like a break beady sort of kind of sample based. So sure. That that's sounds incredible. I would love to hear this band. Um, I think I think for for mine, keeping I kept with the Bulls theme, math rock. It's all about being very technical, and it's really picking Jordan Rose DeRozan. I feel like that's like kind of like the timeline of my Bulls fandom, and I I feel like it's like I'm thinking like the Red Era. And I feel like that's just like kind of like an embodiment of my Bulls, my Bulls fandom timeline. The Red Era. The Red that's, Era. Okay. I like it. That's pretty mathy. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to record at um, Electrical Audio. You got to record with Albini, you know? Of course. 
how to get it. I in feel there. like there's there's heavy like Don Cab influence. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. So, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Super, uh, super technical. <laughs> My guys are just all, they just look cool, you know? Oh, of course. The, light, the lighting is going to be really cool and backlit. They're going to look very, very vampiric. Yeah. That's my, that's my, I like pitchfork is going to pick them up pretty quickly. Yeah. It's going to, they're going to be huge. They're going to be playing <laughs> uh pitchfork Paris in no time. Yeah. You know? All right. I can't, I can't wait for the, the double bill of the red era and uh, the tarantulas. Well, yeah, there is that. Um, now I'm thinking of the 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 Stephen King, Amy Tan, like that uh, lit lit rock band of like, <laughs> of like novelists. But uh-huh. there is also it, what's that band? The the New York Knicks owner. He's such a whatever. But Dolan. Uh, Dolan, yeah, JD and the Straight Shot. I think is his. Oh, I did not know he was in a band. <laughs> so he has a band called JD and the Straight Shot, and because he owns the fucking. Madison Square Garden or whatever. Maybe yeah. he owns the Knicks. I don't know. Obviously, he's a piece of shit. Yes. But uh he um he he puts himself on the bill. Like Rolling Stones will play Madison Square Garden and special guest will be JD in the straight shot. Yeah. Because he and he's played like I had a friend who played in his band because it's just like he's a fucking billionaire, so he pays you really well. But he played like the troubadour in LA, I think. Jeez. Um, but he's like a funky, whatever. It's like the opposite of our bands. Our bands are cool. And we want to reach them. JD and the straight shot is like the evil Archies or whatever. Yeah. I feel like that's like when, um, Theo Epstein, when he was the, the GM for the Cubs, he, mm. uh, he would always sneak his way into playing guitar with Pearl Jam. Cause Eddie Vedder was a huge Cubs fan. That's, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, so, what do you think sure. Drake is doing? He's like, yeah, oh yeah. He wants to be sure. with all these guys. Well, I would say, you know, for the first time running this through, I'd say we developed some solid bands here. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. So wait, what I came, I thought of a few, these are not indie bands, but I thought of a few uh, music puns because I, I am always it. open for suggestions. Okay. Some of them are not very great, but they're all, <laughs> They're Toronto Raptors themed. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Pascal Pascal Flats, like Rascal. Oh. <laughs> um, Utah Saints. There's a. This is more obscure. There was a, a, sure. a British like. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like Manchester, Manchester band called the Utah uh-huh. Saints. Utah Wat- Watanabe from uh, from the Raptors. Oh yeah, yeah Utah. So Utah Saints, so Y U T A. Uh Greta Van Vliet, that's an obvious one. I, I did that one a okay, little yeah, bit ago. All right. Yeah, that's 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 waiting for us. Right. Uh Gary Trent Darby. <laughs> Terrence Trent Darby. I, I, I recently did one for him. I did uh GTJ Sound System. <laughs> okay. It's a stretch for sure. It was definitely more in the album artwork. Okay, okay. Okay. I need to check that out. Um <laughs> And then I'm kind of falling out that that I should have saved the best for last, but uh, I just have Scotty Barnett, which is like Courtney Barnett, oh, yeah. and Scotty Barnes. That's a stretch. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've 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 had some some hits, and I've definitely had some misses. You know, it happens. As as Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take, right? Exactly. Got to shoot. <laughs> awesome man. I played um, with a guy who who missed 100 percent of the shots he did take. It's out there. And, you know, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like a, 
get a Brian Scalabrini vibe out there or something. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Um, so this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you you coming on and, and talking about basketball. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. And yeah, if you want to complete the Trinity, um, Ryan is is going to give you lots of gold, I think. he's a- Absolutely. That's definitely coming down in the pipeline for sure. Right on, but, right uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This is so much fun. Definitely, yeah. Thanks again. And uh, you have a good one, man. You too. So that's it for this episode of Indie Basketball, the podcast. And be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, of course, we're on Instagram. That's number one. Uh, that's where all the main content lives. But we are also on Twitter, TikTok, actually. Uh, and we are on YouTube, which more stuff will be coming to YouTube this year. I promise. And if you want to keep the conversation going, we have an awesome Discord community. Uh, you can find the link to that in the Instagram bio. And... Uh, Yeah, come join us. Come talk music. Come talk hoops. Thanks for listening, everyone. Peace.